Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Strange Films Podcast. This week, I sat down with my good friend, Lucas Dunn. Lucas is a fine young man. He's an actor. He's a filmmaker. He is a reptile amphibian hunter or uh, showcases these beautiful creatures, but we'll get into that. Uh, he was a major part of He Comes to Kill, which uh, is our newest movie, and he did all the behind-the-scenes photography of that. He was a really fun character in the movie, as well as helped uh, out with some of the DP work. Uh, and not only that, but him and our other good friend Jordan Fraley of SYP Studios, uh, they made a new fan film, feature film I should say, called The Shape with Michael Myers in it. And it's doing really well on YouTube. We went to that premiere back on uh, earlier in October, and they premiered that on YouTube on Halloween. But we talk all about that. We talk about all about their podcast, um, his experience on He Comes to Kill, and just everything else in between. This guy's a lot of fun. He's a really, really good kid, um, and he's got a lot of potential in the future. So I'm excited for you to get to know him and hear all about his work and look into that work. Uh, afterwards. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Ah, brown cow. Al now, brown cow. Goodness. You should have seen me earlier, dude. I was like, I was like practicing in the mirror, like, hello, welcome back to Strange Films Pie. I was like, I was like trying to get my voice like all practicing, getting it back in, in motion. It sounds a lot better than uh, it did earlier this morning when I first woke up. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Dunn. Hello there. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Do you have a happy Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, like I said, we just did a lunch yesterday with all the family, so after that, I just went to sleep. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, well, you got that crazy work schedule, too. You got a balance in there. Yeah, like, the job itself isn't bad at all. It's just a bunch of sorting and then, like, a two-hour live show, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Lucas is joining me here uh, in between his work shifts and holiday and everything, and uh, I'm apologizing in advance. I've got a little bit of a raspy voice. I started losing my voice last night uh, just by talking too much, I guess. Oh, you and, can't really tell. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, we're getting through it because I don't like to miss uh, skip a beat. You know, I like to keep going and push out as much stuff as we can. And um, you know, Lucas. He is a jack of all trades, I would say. You do a lot of different things, man. I mean, you're an actor, uh, filmmaker. You got your own podcast. You worked on uh, He Comes to Kill, which we'll get into. You got your new movie, The Shape, which is awesome. And you hunt reptiles and snakes and all kinds of. Yes, sir. Is a snake a reptile? Yeah, they're reptiles. All right, good deal. See, I'm not that smart with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got a lot to talk about, man. But. Um, I wanted to start with, I guess, just kind of how you got involved with... I, I've learned a lot f about you through your podcast, but, you know, for my listeners and everything, um, why don't you let everyone know kind of how you got inv involved in filmmaking in general? So, filmmaking, it actually goes back to, like, the whole reptile thing with me, because I started on YouTube. A few years ago, when I met Jordan, uh, he was one of the people that I actually grew up watching on YouTube, and he moved to Knoxville in 2017, I think it was. So whenever I met him, I started doing, like, reptile videos on YouTube, kind of like Steve Irwin. No, <laughs> I was just saying, put the mic a little closer to your mouth. There you go. 
This better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much better. Oh, Go shit. ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was trying to do like subtle hand gestures, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't take a hint, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, come on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, whenever uh, I started meeting up with Jordan, like uh, he was already like years deep into the YouTube game at nice. that point, so mm-hmm. he had like ten thousand subscribers. So I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna try this mm-hmm. shit." And I had about 50 subscribers for the first four years of doing it. And then last year when I actually gave up on doing it, I skyrocketed in viewers. <laughs> I got 500 subscribers in a matter of weeks just because I did like three shorts that I was like, you know what, I'm going to shit these out and then let's hope that they're fine. And they just blew up out of nowhere. Nice. But like... Uh, and your content was like posting... Um your finds and stuff with reptiles and everything like yeah so what i did for the videos is i went out to these local places most of the time and i went and looked for reptiles that i could like teach people about badly (laughs) (laughs) like i have a general knowledge on most of the shit around here but like i don't have that deep of knowledge about a ton i just know a lot a little about a lot of things Mm -hmm. but when i started meeting up with an bunch of people around here that like my buddy zach he's like an encyclopedia when it comes to that sort of thing like any type of topic that that relates to reptiles amphibians like anything he can tell you like he's pulling it out of his ass but it's actually true Mm. yeah i think it's fascinating man you know because you'll you still go out and do do that and you'll post your photos and everything and kind of talk about you know what you found everything has any has ever uh you found something and it kind of went horribly wrong. You got bit or anything like that. <laughs> Every single time I go on a big trip looking for reptiles, something has to go horribly mm-hmm. wrong. Like a, last year, whenever I was going to Florida with my buddy Brady, we got stuck in a ditch in the middle of this swamp in Florida for like four hours, just Yikes. outside of cell phone range. So we had to oh, walk no. into the swamp to get more range. Oh, no. <laughs> So, and we had to get towed out of this thing. And every single time it happens, you're like, I think I can make it through that ditch. Huh, yeah, right. Like, it's something uh, innocuous <laughs> that happens. Or so it's like, more of like you're having either some sort of technical difficulty or vehicle issues versus <laughs> actually mishandling or, you know, getting uh, getting hurt by a Oh, no, the, <laughs> like, we go out and looking for, like, rattlesnakes, and we've never had any problems with the yeah, animals right, themselves. Right. It's always been, like, the car gets stuck or, like, you lose a tire or, uh-huh. like, a redneck comes shooting at oh, you. For, <laughs> which, that happens a oh, lot. Man. I'm sure in, down in the... Like, some of those areas you go to. Like North Florida, like one specific example, like I was moving a cottonmouth across the road one time, and this redneck pulls up next to me while I'm just moving the snake across the road. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? You gonna, <laughs> you gonna shoot that thing or not? Pulls out his gun and he's like, if you're not gonna shoot it, then I will. So I chuck the cottonmouth into the woods and just... <laughs> Damn. Wow. Yeah, scary stuff. Yeah, Swampland down there, huh? Oh yeah, the people are the scariest part. Yeah, I'm sure. Place. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, that's pretty fascinating, man. And um, all right, so let's let's kind of circle into um, you and Jordan and SYP, which I discovered is that really true? Shit your pants. It, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jordan wanted a short name that 
could be in an acronym and we were like you know what would be funny yeah <laughs> dude it was so funny because when so on on the other podcast it would be nice with uh, john we were on one of the episodes we we're talking about their podcast syp and i was like syp podcast and he was like what's syp mean i was like that's a good question what is it he's like suck your penis and i was like nah dude it can't be like that and then you guys were like shit your pants i was like what i was like dude. i was expecting some like sophisticated like no, you were closer yeah. than you thought <laughs> yeah i know so that's that's pretty funny but um so syp how did you and jordan um you said you met him a few years ago but how did you guys meet and kind of i know you just kind of saw that he was doing a lot of these things as far as youtube and he kind of had some knowledge and you guys teamed up but like how did that how did you guys meet and you know what was the kind of the pivotal moment where you guys were taking a lot of the filmmaking um serious oh i wish it was a bigger moment than this but um <laughs> like a few years in like i was still doing like the reptile youtube stuff and i would just like hey jordan you want to make a movie okay so yeah. this was in August of 2020, we went and made the original shape, a 16-minute long... I still got to watch that, if it's available. <laughs> it's available. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys shit on it all the time, but I got to watch it. Like, it has the same general beats as the shape now. Yeah. But it's horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's still entertainingly bad. And the ending, I don't want to give it away just because it's... You can't predict how it's going to mm -hmm. end because we came up with the ending on the spot and we were like you know this would be really funny <laughs> like we had an actual ending scripted for it but that would require talent to make mm -hmm. which at that point we did not have so well you guys did that and you said what year was that again 20 that, that was 2020 2020 so, okay. like so still... it wasn't shortly after you guys were like hey let's do this seriously now like let's let's because like, the shape now which I learned that was already done for a while. You guys just released it on Halloween. <laughs> but, I mean, that's still a year, year and a half of So of we actually did have a few projects that we tried to get off the ground okay. in, like, early 2021. One specifically was a project based on The Last of Us games. Mm, yeah, you told me this. Yeah. Which, uh, the first time we tried doing this, it got shut down because of COVID really striking back up again early 2021. Uh, specifically, I got COVID after one of the shoots, ah. and... I was one of the main people working on this thing. So we're like, okay, no, we can't keep doing this at this time. Mm -hmm. And then I actually got kicked off of that particular project because, like, there wasn't a ton of real leadership going on in that project. So I tried stepping up in that sort of area. And they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So I got kicked off the project. I have no ill will towards the guys for that. Like, they could have talked to me about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, communication's key on on any project, you know. So, well, um, <clears throat> yeah. So you guys do the shape, uh, which if you guys if if you are listening to this podcast and um, if you, whether you're familiar with Jordan and Lucas or not, you should check out the shape, a fan feature film on YouTube. We'll put the link in the the description and everything. But uh, it's a lot of fun, you know. You guys did a really good job on it. Beware of the Roomba. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, so one day we'll have to do, I know we want to do a commentary uh, with you guys about just talking about the shape and everything, but one day I'll have both of you on. That way we can really dive into the movie and stuff together. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, on a future episode, I'm going to have Jordan in your seat as well, just doing the individual stuff right now, but uh, eventually we'll have a, a collaborative all... Uh, yeah, get all the episodes, man. Oh, yeah, man. you got to, man. <laughs> 
Content is key. But anyways, um, so that's cool, man. So you guys do the shape. You guys got SYP podcast, a podcast. You've got about five or six episodes now on the bank and whatnot. How's that going for you guys? Oh, it's great. Like whenever we first did it, it was honestly the same reasoning why me and Jordan got into filmmaking. Just, hey, you want to make a podcast? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like I've. I was surprised at how naturally we were able to just carry on like an hour and a half long conversation right. with it. Like just an hour of bullshitting. Really. Oh yeah. But it somehow works. Yeah, no, it's good. And, um, I mean, that's, that's how me and John are. Cause John, we will hang out about like once a week and usually it's just like, you're just hanging out talking. And then John's like, you know what a podcast is, right? Just leaving the mic on while we talk. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So, because I was doing the live shows for a while on my Strange Films YouTube and Facebook channel. And, and it just, that starts to get a little exhausting because it's like having to do it live, first of all. And, and I was always interviewing people, but I was always throwing a game in there and just like kind of building up all that, like, uh, research and games and all that stuff. It was just like, Every week, I was like, uh, so it's a lot easier. I wanted to do a podcast in general to kind of get away from that, but still do something weekly. And uh, so me and John doing it is a lot easier. It's a lot more relaxed because we just bullshit about everything, which, as you've heard plenty of times. And it's nice to have that steady drip feed of content for people. Oh, yeah. So keep them interested in between, like, all the big projects. Yeah, and you, you get to know the people. That's why I love podcasts so much anyways. You know, you get to know the person a little bit more, you know, as you're listening to them and finding out about not only their creative life, but their personal lives and stuff like that. So glad you guys are, uh, you know, sticking with it and be consistent with it. So SYP podcast is available on Spotify and do you guys have it on Apple or anything also? Oh yeah. It's on Spotify and Apple music. Cool. And on the 10th episode, we're going to actually start like video recording. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. Me and John, we're going to do the video at, at number 10, but, uh, we just didn't turn it on, but I, I, we want to start doing that that we can put it on YouTube as well. So hope it goes better than our first uh, commentary track for the shape, though. Uh, I heard about that. <laughs> Four minutes in, right? <laughs> Four minutes in, our damn camera yeah, shut off. That sucks, dude. Yeah, that's the that's another thing about podcasts with the video. It's kind of like I'm trying to figure out how exactly to do the video because it's like the camera you you have to rely on memory and battery and stuff, and that's kind of and you got to frame it and get it all right, and you know. Honestly, if you're not paying, I, it, like I pr I'm probably just gonna use my damn phone. I'm thinking I'm gonna use my webcam right there because that has a good wide image and it oh, can okay. still record 1080. So I'm thinking, uh, yeah, just my, set it up. Yeah, I'm, the couch, just man. put it right there and just let it roll while we do this separately and just kind of put them together. I think that's gonna be the easiest way because yeah, I don't want to fuck with my camera, you know, <laughs> unless I have to. Like it's so uh, daunting and and all that, but um. All right, dude. So <clears throat> let's get in some of the meat and potatoes here. Uh, you got a you got a buzz there. No worries. Um, he comes to kill is the latest film that I uh, just put out, and it's been doing really well on YouTube. We had a great premiere and everything, which was exciting. And you had a very major role both on and off screen in the whole process of things. And me and you, we haven't really known each other for more than a few months now so um i don't even remember i i know you sent me the email looking because I, I i guess it was a call from when i was posting about behind the scenes photographer but like yep let's i, I want to hear from your perspective kind of jumping in onto the project and your experience throughout it because uh you know i remember the first day i met you in person on when we shot the uh the 
the the asylum the over at uh, in Greenback. Um, you were very shy. We didn't really talk too much. <laughs> we talked just a little bit, but you loosened up every time I saw you afterward and, and whatnot. So yeah, give me your uh, your perspective on the whole thing. So uh, yeah, like originally, like the first I ever heard about he comes to kill was actually from David Brandon because we had him. He was going to be our Michael Myers uh, yeah, on yeah. the shape for a bit. Uh, but he actually started working more on He Comes to Kill, which is the reason why he didn't end up being Michael in our mm. movie. Which, hey, if it led to this, hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, the first, whenever Jordan started bringing it up to me, he was like, hey, you should audition. Because like, I actually sent in uh, wanting to audition for a role in the movie first. Did you? Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> I must have. I either overlooked it or I saw it and just kept going. I don't know. Sorry, man. But the role was actually for the role of Mark. Oh, yeah. Well. So, yeah, I'm very glad I did mm-hmm. not get that role because Jordan absolutely. I'll be honest, it. dude. I had, I think I had over a hundred different people reaching out for trying to be in the movie as far as cast goes. Holy shit! It was insane. I mean, it was overwhelming. I mean, it was not. It was a lot through Facebook. And what I, hate, what I hate about getting, um, you know, messages from Facebook is, especially if you're getting all at once, you've got everyone that you know uh, messaging you that's going in your inbox. You've also got everyone you don't know messaging you, but it doesn't get going in your inbox. It goes into, like, the uh, the filtered one where you have to approve to see if you will let them, you know, message you, you know? Yeah, like it puts it into the spam Yeah, exactly. Without... And then you've got everyone commenting. You've got everyone, like... Uh, you know, commenting on other people's shares and stuff like that. You've got people emailing you, you got people texting you. So, I mean, seriously, I, I think I had over like between a hundred, 150 different people reach out for every single role of the movie. So a lot of them I actually missed, you know, at, at certain times and, or I would see them later. I'm like, ah, shit, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't even see this message or, but, uh, but and, and I always like try to tell people, you know, regardless if they got in the movie or not, or I guess if they didn't get the movie, it's like, it's nothing personal. You know, it's just like, it was a big, it was a big, big, big casting call. And I uh, didn't realize how much of the, uh, the fucking word I'm thinking of, but you know, I didn't realize how much attention I was going to get. That's what I was trying to say. Honestly though, it did work out for the best. Oh though. yeah, like, for sure. The cast you got was perfect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know I've already told you this, but I can't wait to get Bing Fu on, um, the project that I'm writing because I'm writing him as the same exact character from He Comes to Oh, Kill. nice, dude. Steve the <laughs> Bartender. Steve the Bartender. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, the thing about the, the casting also was everyone... I had three major change in casting both before we started shooting and during uh, we started shooting. So, Bing, he was supposed to play... I think he actually did stay as the bartender or or something... Bing, I was going to move Bing around, but, you know, uh, oh, no, that's right. Uh, Chief Sanders, so Joe, he was actually supposed to be the bartender at some point at, in the beginning. And Bing was supposed to be, oh, hell, I can't even remember now. He was supposed to be some other minor character. Then I switched him to the bartender, switched Joe to the Chief Sanders, and Chief Sanders wasn't even supposed to be the main, like, the main guy who does a showdown with Stanley. Then, you know, Michael dropped out, so I had to 
rewrite everything in the middle of the movie and and yeah so everything worked out perfectly the way it did but it's just it was so chaotic as far as like getting all that stuff squared away in the beginning honestly though that's just the biggest thing about no budget filmmaking oh yeah having to roll with all these punches that keep coming yeah no it's it's relentless man and you got to really uh have the right team behind you to to make it happen you know so i'm very grateful and so kind of circling back is you were a, a big staple in the whole production i mean first of all shout out you i, I always give you props for this but uh if, if you didn't know lucas did all the behind the scenes photography for the the entire movie you showed up every single shoot and that was so cool dude uh and those photos look amazing we got a lot of love from those photos you know so well thank you man like it photography was my big thing before getting into like video so i'm really happy that i can actually still do that yeah no they look great and and um, I haven't even posted a lot of the stuff that you you gave me because a lot of them, you know, are had spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, or seen like just seen it, you know, about the scenery, or you, you had a really great picture of a spider, you know, at the <laughs> at the castle, you know, so like just a lot of great photos in general. But um, but yeah, you you were the behind the scenes photographer, and then uh, we got you in at the White Lavender Jones scene first, which was a lot of fun, and I feel bad because I didn't know you had a fucked up shoulder. I don't know if no, you... I didn't then. Okay, because I was listening to your show and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm just throwing this guy on the ground, dude, <laughs> like left and right." Gonna use the pad, August. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like I, I got into a bike accident like a few weeks after. Okay, shot, yeah. So we're good. So, um, and then and then it worked out. The next we had to shoot the next day, which that bar scene was because of what we were given. Um, but, um. Luckily, you still had all of your stuff <laughs> with you. Still had the costume in the need, car. Yeah, because we still. I wanted to do that beer, that Butch beer, um, you know, Easter egg, and we needed a guy, and no one showed up, of course, for this fucking extra scene. And I'll, uh, it just worked out because we brought your character from that who gets killed in the the scene after. Made it accidental yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, man, um, I uh, I really appreciate all the stuff that you've done for the film and. Uh, I don't think we didn't really talk too too much after the premiere and everything, but how was the how what did you think of everything, dude? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, like <laughs> it was way like because we had our premiere at the same exact place, and I completely forgot to like promote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing like the theater like absolutely jam packed, that was such an awesome experience. It was crazy. Man. It was crazy. I didn't expect it to be that full. Like I knew it was going to be a lot more than our premiere, but it was like holy shit yeah i didn't realize it was gonna be that many i was like i was expecting about 50 60 people maybe but it was like i'm pretty sure there's maybe a few seats left yeah there were like, only like two and three <laughs> yeah. two or three at the most yeah like it was absolutely amazing and like seeing people's reaction like my favorite bit is like the the party scene yeah just because it's so freaking funny. It's chaotic, but it's hilarious at the same time. And like the first shot is just me going batshit insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. And uh, I, that was a lot of fun being in that theater because it was super. Everyone was like super engaged with it, like at all the right beats. That in my mind, editing it and watching it, 
I would hope people were feeling. And so you got the ooh, you got the the woo, the cheers, and you got all the laughs right at the the right moments. And then, and uh, my favorite part in that white lavender is when John gets his head snapped, and you hear and the, then the and chicken you, cluck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So every time John showed up on screen, that was my favorite part. Of oh, movie. everyone was everyone loved it too. They were cheering every time they saw it. <laughs> it was funny. And like every time you see the party cock, you know that shit's about to go down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And like he wasn't originally supposed to die in that no, scene. No, he wasn't. It was um, the scene was written kind of like a little loose, but there was a formula of um, Stanley coming in, uh, pushing through the crowd. Like some white lavenders people like tries to fight him. Uh, they get killed, and then eventually he kills Jennifer and he kills White Lavender. Um, but uh, seeing how everything was kind of coming together that that scene was fucking hard to film it was like for me i was the easiest part was the performance with white lavender everything else was like really hard to figure out but um honestly my favorite part of the whole fight sequence besides the fire oh yeah dude because <laughs> so i was on the ground just like spaced out for this entire shoot <laughs> yeah. i was like okay they need me for background continuity I got you. Thanks, man. <laughs> so I just didn't notice any of this shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you set off like the fire alarm. Oh uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> well, that first flame, dude. I was I was not expecting. And he double packed it. You know, it was supposed to be a single thing. He double packed it. He threw it right in my dad's face. Burnt his eyebrow. Burnt the mask. And left such a, a, a the stench it Is set the fire alarm actually off. Reacted to it. Oh yeah, that was like that's the true reaction of him. Like, oh, my <laughs> God, like dude, it was. And uh, so he got he got his face burnt, and then we set the fire alarm off. And then I got real nervous because I was like, oh shit! I was like, I don't want to get kicked out. Hope you know, hope that's not one that automatically calls the fire. Yeah, department. I was like getting real nervous. I was like, oh dude, and he was, and we only did the take two more times, I think, with the fire and. Uh, and the first one though was the best because you just see it <laughs> like but uh yeah that's a that's a really fun scene of him just like doing the the fire the the magic and then he beats the shit out of stanley <laughs> and then uh, yeah it was three most electrifying <clears throat> names <laughs> in entertainment today white lavender jones that's right well yeah um you know having you in that was was a lot of was a lot of fun because i think we just kind of use the best um resources to our advantage in the moment you know having you there we're trying to figure out the killing uh the situation of how he's going to come through and kill everybody and you had that big stick you said come you said if you wanted to come dressed as a like in a halloween costume yeah came as joel from the last of us well perfect man and you had that little yeah that big branch and and we're like and i don't know how who pitched the idea but it was like let's take that and hit him in the face and like yes yeah dude (laughs) so hit you you go down that was that was a that was hard to uh, film for a little bit. Yeah, you went down like four times. <laughs> You're like, we can do it one more time. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, just I'll keep doing it. Get the shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we were trying to figure out the glass situation of how to stab 
Jennifer in the neck. And then John was the one who was like, dude, you got to snap my neck. And I was like, dude, we don't have time for that, John. <laughs> I was like, yes, you do. And he was like, dude, we got to do it. And he was so, ad- like, I've never seen John so adamant about something. Like, he was like, I was like, fine, let's do it. Like, okay. So it, and but, it ended up working It worked perfectly. out. It was one of the best parts of the movie. I'm like, oh, and my god. And just his head was in my ass for the entire <laughs> rest of that scene. <laughs> Indeed, I la- everyone laughs when they see that because it's so <laughs> just so ridiculous <laughs> but it's the perfect blend of ridiculous yeah, though. yeah. like you need that oh and yeah then, and then it goes straight into like super gory yeah <laughs> yeah and like that hit whenever he gets hit in the head with the pipe that looks amazing oh yeah that was uh i'm glad that worked out too i just knew i needed to do like the kind of swing where it's you know you cut right as it looks like it's about to hit him in the face and stuff but white lavender he did a great job as far as selling it you know and and um but and then and god i always say shout out to francis because her makeup that she did you know was incredible and that eye just looks so nasty you know and um <clears throat> but no i uh that whole scene went really well it's definitely i think one of the highlights of the movie i can't wait to see the blooper of the bottle breaking oh, dude. <laughs> i i gotta start cutting that man but God, man, yeah, and when you watch the blooper reel, you'll understand. But holy hell, that was a that was a moment because, <laughs> well, it, well, it's crazy because let's see, did we do the barn scene before that? I think we did. Did we? Yeah, I think we did because it was um, the weekend before. We did, we did. Yeah, Jordan couldn't make it for this one. Yes, yes, exactly. So we had I had three prop bottles, <laughs> and. I think, and I had to use two of them. Did for... any of them ever come right? No, no, because Jordan hit hit the bottle in the in the trailer like at a certain angle or too hard and shattered before he even grabbed it. It's like so he like, looked at it too intensely. He's that good of an actor. Oh, I know. So so we we fucked that up, and then but you know it still worked out. And then we had one left, and I knew I had to do the bottles smash against Stanley's head, and I prepped. I prepped my dad. I prepped White Lavender. I prepped. I prepped everything. I was like, we gotta make sure that we have this one chance to do. Oh, actually, no. I we might have only used one at Jordan's because we had two. Because uh, Max drops the one in the party scene when everyone's like, oh shit, and run out. I forgot we did have two. So I can't remember how we used. Cause I know we used. Because uh, I know you accidentally touched one and it broke. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I had three or four. Either way, we, we had to use two. But the one for Stanley's head was I, we, we, we went over and over and over how to do it, how to react, how to do everything with it. And dude, and White Ladder hits that. It was a great shot of him hitting him in the face. Like you my, can't tell that it didn't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. But my dad just froze for like, <laughs> like three seconds and then reacts like, Ugh. and I was like, what the fuck? I was so mad. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, that was that was tricky to edit. Yeah. Like, we just hear this from the other room. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you messed it up! I was like, why did you do that? And he goes, I don't even know. He's like, I didn't realize what happened. Oh, dude. So that blooper, yeah, that's going to be a really funny blooper reel. <laughs> and, like, we only... We have way too many bloopers for the shape to go into just one blooper reel oh yeah one of them was actually uh it's whenever they were doing the Roomba scene and it's just Joanna going hi how brown cow (laughs) (laughs) and like I only figured I only like saw that one because Jordan was just 
we were trying to find footage for another project that he was working on and they clicked on a, just a random file and it was just that oh yeah <laughs> so it was just that stupidness out of nowhere it's always that sort of stupid is always the best oh yeah you can't though. make you can't make that up you know it's just natural comedy gold so but uh no I'm, I'm i'm like i said uh very very grateful for you being part of the movie uh we had a great release it's doing really well on youtube just happy you're involved with that and uh seeing you you guys doing all your stuff makes me happy and i'm excited to help you out on future projects or anything you might need and uh now that i know you're an actor and you're a good actor you know uh me and john have constantly talked about getting you involved with you know another acting role as well in the future too so yeah john was telling me about that at the premiere yeah uh, just a couple more details about it like i don't want to give anything away here but yeah like, that sounds like a really fun premise yeah we we're we've been oh man we've been talking about it for a while now but yeah it's uh i think it'll be a lot of fun pretty easy to shoot and just a lot of like as silliness as silly as it is a lot of character like you know development in it and stuff like that too so yeah we had some really fun ideas for you and and whatnot so yeah we'll uh like i'll be i'm happy uh that i'm just getting the chance to play someone who's not just a dickish version of me uh yeah because <laughs> like as much as i like what we did with the shape like i hated just playing an ass oh really like, yeah yeah how is that man um you know as far as acting goes and what kind of you know i guess it's different for every role but how what how does it make you feel when you had to like bring out like pull out a performance you know like like Jordan, I know he went through some some shit with his yeah. with his performance with as Mark, and he channeled all that into Mark, which I think really shows on screen. Um, so for you, I mean, like, I don't know how many roles you've done over the years or anything, but like, how that's really it. Oh, really? Just okay. The one from the shape. Okay, so if it's you know, how was that experience and kind of your perspective going forward like are you excited to explore more characters you oh, want to absolutely. keep acting and stuff or do you like more behind the scenes behind the scenes is where i want to keep a lot of my focus but like i do want to keep trying to explore acting because it is such a fun medium to explore for sure like in the shape like that wasn't it was a small part but even in the small things i got to do it was still like i got to pour everything into this character like all the bullshit that happened in the beginning of production, like I just can funnel it into this horrible person, really. Mm. And like, yeah, well, you know, I guess I'm more curious because I've been asked a few times now over the last couple of years, even from you recently, you know, um, and Jordan and uh, my buddy Blake and just a couple other people, if I was interested in acting, you know, like being on screen. And I, and I just did a podcast the other day with uh, someone that he asked me the same thing. And I was like, you know, I've never been one to be interested in being on screen. I like the behind the scenes more. And I, I don't mind being on camera, you know, for interviews or, you know, whatever. Or if I've got to introduce something on video, like, that's fine. But for acting, I'm, like, afraid to try it. But I'm Oh, no, more, it's terrifying. Yeah, but I'm more curious now about it. And I think I'm more interested in giving it a shot you know just like just trying even like doing like a script read and just kind of seeing if i can like get into it you know but yeah i'm just more curious about it now you know i only did some acting slight acting in college and holy, uh, <laughs> but but uh now it's like i feel like i could channel something in me to depending on the character and just give it a shot but 
Because like in one of our uh, next projects, it's going to be our next feature. I do have a role that I want you to play. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely curious about it. And for me, it'd be like, I would like to, if I was going to do it, I would want to try first an audition and see how you felt, see how I felt. And if I wasn't into it, I couldn't do it because I know I wouldn't be able to give you what you're looking for. But and if you obviously see like yeah, that's, yeah, I'm like, all right, good. <laughs> then just, I know yeah. my place. <laughs> just after the interview. Yeah, good job, August. Jordan, this is not going to yeah, work. Exactly. We'll call you. <laughs> okay. We really? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's, I'm always curious, man. Actors points, you know, point of view and perspective on, on their uh, acting career, you know, because some, some people just do it so naturally. They don't really, you know, they just, they see the script and they just dive right into it. And there's some people, they just really invest themselves into it and stuff. And like the, uh, the pool table scene in the shape, I still have that entire like script memorized. Yeah. Just because it took so much out of me to do that. I'm sure. Yeah. Just because like, at that point it wasn't really acting for me. It was more like, I was just so upset with everything that had happened before I was, I was visibly shaking. You couldn't see it in the scene, but like everything was just building up to this big crescendo, which I just had to release it at that point. Mm. Like, and I don't even think that we used like the most impactful takes from that scene. Damn. I mean, you could tell it's very dramatic, you know, intense, like performance between you guys, as far as the dialogue goes, like you, I mean, you, you're like, you're in it, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's definitely one of my favorite scenes of the movie. I'd, I'd say, um, and that's the scene that, like, whenever we first got all the actors on set, that's one of the ones that me and Jordan acted out just between us mm. to try and help people get hooked into this thing. Like, yeah. To just show that, hey, we're not trying to mess around and just do this stupid little movie. It's a stupid little movie that actually has these characters in it that have a deeper layer to them. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, that's, I think there's, that's one very important element to indie filmmaking if you can no matter what kind of story you got if you can like sell your characters more than anything like a lot of stuff's forgiving you know like, like characters over plot yeah time. and because i was just having this conversation with um another filmmaker friend of mine up north and he was saying like he's been on numerous numerous sets who he you know he just watched he comes to kill and was saying some things about it and some good things and he was just like you know i've been on numerous you know shorts and features and he's like you know a lot of these even though like they have the money and technical like value that how to film something, they just lack originality as far as stories and characters go. He's like, so seeing what you do, which relates to you as well, because I see it very much in the shape, but like seeing like what we do as far as creating um, some originality and characters and something that's just unique, you know, even if we're missing some sort of technicality or budget or anything like that, like that, yeah, like we can rip our movies apart. Yeah. But like, but like you can't, you can't like you can't, say they didn't try. I mean, like that's some storytelling, you know, like that's like, cause that again, yeah, exactly. I can rip my movie apart. There's all kinds of flaws in it. I know that. Yeah. It's like, but there's the bar scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, everyone and the mother has said like, 
that was entertaining. That's a story. Oh, that's a franchise-worthy material there. It like, was that's, so damn entertaining. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? Go watch the movie. Pause this right now and watch that exactly. movie. Exactly. <laughs> well. uh, check this one with 1,500 views on YouTube. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Man. It's uh, doing really well. Very exciting. Lots of comments and stuff, too, which is that's always great to see. But, yeah, super uh, excited how the premiere and just the, the first week of its you know, launch and stuff. So hell yeah. And honestly, my favorite part about like being on set every day for this thing was just like, this was my first chance, like for somebody actually giving me a chance to do what I'm good at, mm. like go and do photography. And like, you even let me behind the camera for a lot yeah. of scenes. Yeah. We used a couple of those shots too, you know, in the, in the beginning, um, that higher angle. And then the one in the barn, um, above Brittany as well. Yeah. And I was just like, every time I saw a shot that I did, I was just like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Just, Oh uh, yeah, dude. Well, you know, I really appreciated having you on set. Um, especially the more we were doing it, you know, every, every time was, and I, and I taught this to John and my dad and everything, but like what the, one of the better parts about having you guys and you was like, you, you know what you're doing as far as being a filmmaker goes. Like, you know tech, you know, like, you, I mean, you had that damn gimbal, you know, and that was awesome. Which that came in handy in the, uh, lo- in the bar, or in the, yeah, the bookstore. Yeah, yeah, the bookstore scene, yeah. And then, um, and even that little uh, dolly, you know, with his feet, with the feet, feet shot, you know, that was cool. <laughs> that, um, that goofy little thing. Yeah, it worked though, you know. Uh, and, we, and we used it um, at the the bar scene on the table yeah with jordan's slow push in. yeah yeah so i mean having you to kind of offer you know a perspective i'm not seeing uh a shot that i'm not seeing an idea or just like trusting you to help me out with one thing that i need you know that was awesome to have you know and, and you know when you're having multiple filmmakers on set even though you're a director um doing running the whole thing it's really really beneficial it helps them the entire movie you know, succeed even more. And I think that's a lot of the stuff that came out so well in the movie. I think that's because of it. You know I mean? I wouldn't have had some of those shots without you, you know, and I wouldn't have had some of that capability or perspective, um, on certain things. You know, I still would have gotten the thing done, but it was just nice having like someone like you on set. So it was really cool. I know how hard it is to like, have to want your hands on every single part of the production. Oh yeah. How hard it is to relinquish some of that control over it, mm-hmm. which like, yeah, it's hard putting that amount of trust into people, especially if you haven't really seen what they can do. It is. And you know, for me, I've done, you know, 15 different films or whatnot. And it's all like, besides one of them, I've shot every single movie I've, you know, if I didn't have an audio guy, I ran audio. If I didn't have a lighting guy, I did lighting. You know, and even for this movie, I pretty much had my hands on every single part, but was allowing John or had, you know, would ask John to help me out with this or ask his opinion on that, you know, have you to help me out with the shot or something like that. So I had, we had a skeleton crew for this entire movie, you know, and I had my hands pretty much on everything, making sure everything was good. But the only part, um, you know, but I'm trying to get better. Well, it's not that I'm not trying to get better. It's like, because I want to be able to just like direct, you know, and have trust people you know trust people to do what they need to do and and i can guide them through that yeah but um it's it is definitely like it's interesting because i i still very 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 much love doing all that too like i love filming and i being behind the camera you know i love making sure i kind of 
can tweak the knob to make sure everything's good or the light or whatever it is. Um, just getting it just yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's like even if you did it perfect, I just have to touch it just to make sure it's good. <laughs> like, you know, like, um, but, and that's, you know, that's just me condition myself, you know, not having those resources all the time. So that's just what I'm used to, you know. Yeah. But I'd rather, you know, now that I know that I got like you and Jordan and John and Francis and people and, you know, even like David as a good production assistant, like people like that to have on your team, it does relieve some pressure like right off the bat because you know everyone's capable of doing certain things, you know. Um, and then the only other, the only moment that <laughs> it was on, it was at the bookstore scene, it was like, Jake was there, and he's a filmmaker too. But he's the actor in that scene, oh, yeah. and we were all we trying to debate. So many different. Yeah, voices. it was like me, you, Jordan, Jordan the, yeah. Jake, and uh, Lucas, or not Lucas, John. We we're all of us like in a circle trying to figure out this one little thing. And I'm like taking an idea from you, taking one from Jordan, taking one from Jake, taking one from John. I'm trying to pitch myself an idea, but then everyone's like talking about it. And I go, okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> like, we're getting too much here, yeah. guys. Come on. I say because we're wasting time. You know. I appreciate everybody. Let me just stick with my guts here and, and figure it figure it out because we're, and it worked. Yeah. So you know when you got too many filmmakers in the room, it can get <laughs> into that Spider Man meme moment where everyone's pointing at each other. But um, you know, but knowing your role as a director, you have to kind of make that call. Like, all right, all right, guys. You know, I appreciate it, but we got to do it like this, or we're running, we're wasting too much time here. You know, like oh yeah. So, but yeah, communication is always key, man. Having a positive attitude and just letting people be heard, I think, has really helped um, shape a lot of these great, you know, onset uh, experiences I've had with everyone I've worked with. You know, so and honestly, my favorite part about watching the movie was since I was there for every single bit yeah. of it, like. It was so fun seeing how you got to be able to piece it together. Yeah, like, yeah. That's something I didn't really get to do with the shape just because I wasn't behind the camera for any of it, basically, mm -hmm. except for like the scenes where it was just Jordan on right. screen. Like, yeah. Other than that, it was just me in front of it 100%, which sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always um, it's always interesting, man. That edit was the, the hardest part of the movie, I think. I mean, filming was tough on... Some scenes, some were really easy and, and a lot of fun, but dude, that edit was just demanding, very, very taunting. I mean, it was my computer crashed like 17 times, you know, <laughs> trying to run all that, dude. And but, um, yeah, it, it is interesting to see it all come together, um, because it went by really fast, all the shooting, and it was very like chaotic. And you know, when you're running out of time, you're just like, Sh get get the shots, get the shots, you know, just whatever, whatever it takes. And then, you know, Beauty trying to and chaos, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because once you have it and, you, you know, there's no really going back to change it. It's like, OK, well, how do you make this the best presentation you can, you know, think of to for the audience? And um, I'm glad, uh, glad it worked out the way it did. Like I said, I know there's there's all kinds of things I can nitpick about it and stuff like that. And, and when we do the full commentary on the movie, I think uh, I'll be able to explain some of those moments in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, and for what it is, I mean, we shot it in a month, month and a half, you know? Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, right? six weeks. Like, and honestly, I just have, I have so much respect for you for getting it done on time. Oh, like, thanks. Even though, like, it was, honestly, it was a shit show half the time, but it was a glorious shit show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. Um, you but, know, but if you're able to push through the shit, yeah, <laughs> what are you, you can't complain about it. Yeah, now it worked out. Um, 
and uh, I but for me when I when I shoot, I mean it's I've always had shit show sets one way or another, you know, not really so much for the people. It's just you know we're running out of time, place is closing or. Da, da, da. And that's just and, another thing, being a no-budget film. Yeah, maker. so I've learned how to make sure I'm not staying, you know, I'm not idling too much time because it's like I got to, you got to keep moving, you know. It's like I three or four takes at the max, you know. Yeah. You, if you can't get it after, I mean, if you're going to five takes on one thing and it's just, it's like, all right, I don't have time for this. We got to keep going. <laughs> this is what dress rehearsal was for, guys. Yeah. So, but everyone brought their A game, I thought, for the most part. I mean, um, and and one of the biggest feedbacks from the film is just seeing the just the diverse cast and everyone having like this amazing, you know, and, like there's just so character. many enjoyable characters yeah. in this movie. A lot of quirkiness, you know, like Joe Tina. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which did he just come up with that on? The I think spot? he did. Yeah, I think he did. He was like, I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I think it'd be really funny if you uh, snorted the the coke off the gun, and he just gave it this gun of personality, Tina, and it was just, <laughs> I was like, dude. Which Tina can come back in the sequel. Come yeah, on. right. I was like, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but I love it. It was just so funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was that was another exciting part about this movie was just letting everyone just, like, take their character and run with it, you know, and just, just <laughs> whatever they wanted to do as long as it kind of stayed in the guidelines of what I was looking for. Because, like, every single character has their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like, these aren't just, like, one-dimensional people. They have their own stories. Yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. So and Like the guy at the bookstore. I did. I'm glad he got all a lot of laughs, you know, because editing it and it was a different sense of, you know, because I, I think a lot of the entertainment for me, I was like, oh, well, people will probably enjoy him the most at the end when he's screaming like a goat, you know, I'm like, but it was those little things where he's like just twirling his hair, the mustache. That's yeah, that hot, dude, like, I was like, all right, good deal. That worked out very well. <laughs> Which I forgot about all of that dialogue. Yeah, yeah dude. So... And, like, I had the same guys that I brought with me whenever we went into the shape premiere, so they were just dying laughing. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah. All of this. So, like, they're my critics for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if they like it, I'm very, very pleased. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's good stuff. I'm I'm really excited to see where where you guys go with SYP you know I know you've talked about some numerous projects in the works and everything I know you guys are doing writing sessions a lot and you know you got the podcast keep you busy and and um we got a short that we're shooting next month sweet dude yeah so I'm excited about that why don't you uh take the time to plug your stuff and let people know where they can find you and anything else you want to talk about uh, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook. You could just look up Lucas Dunn, and I'll probably pop up. If you see a ton of snakes, yep, that's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. And then if you want to check out any of my like older stuff, like the original shape, go to the Lucas's Lizards YouTube channel. But all the new stuff is going to be on the SYP Studios channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check out the shape. Like I said, the link's going to be in the uh, description. Check out He Comes to Kill if you haven't. Yeah, give us a give us a watch, comment up, and uh, you know, give it a share if you like it. Can you can see Lucas uh, get his head smashed and all kinds of stuff? Hell yeah! He can, uh, you'll see him party with White Lavender. You'll see him at the bar uh, drinking a butch beer. So. Yeah. And have my ass eaten out by the party cook. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can check out Lucas and he comes to kill. You can check him out in the shape. Uh, just really uh, impressed by you, man. And you're a young guy, too. You're 21. Yes, sir. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I uh, 
I mean, it's it's awesome to be that young and doing, you know, kind of really getting in the thick of what you want to do, you know, because I I was in college, so 21, I was, like, really learning about all this stuff and, and doing classes and learning how to write screenplays and stuff, but I didn't really start making... The Strange Films didn't happen until I was 24, so 25 is when I really was kind of getting in, like, you know, getting good at it and stuff, and so, you know, I'm... I'm six years into this thing and um it's been a great journey so far but i i just always love to see younger people kind of discover their passions really early because if they're that committed and passionate about it they're gonna by the time they're 30 you know the who knows what could happen i mean all kinds of opportunities and and achievements they can have you know so and that's one thing you know in the film area here in knoxville something I've always wanted to do, I've been talking about this for years, but like if I can ever get to a place where um I can come up with some sort of like program. Yeah, cat, I told you about that. <laughs> um come up with some sort of program, like a youth program for kids who are like getting out of high school and, and, and just younger filmmakers who are just interested in it but they don't really know how to start or they're curious about it and they don't know if it's really what they want, but they want to like get their hands on set or something. Yeah, like use your influence as yeah. kind of a launching point. I just want to help I want to help people discover that stuff or help them out on their, you know, career and stuff like that too. So that's uh but yeah, it's really cool to see you uh doing all the stuff at young age, man. I would love to be twenty one again. <laughs> and like uh the honestly before the uh Jordan's like his seven minute monologue that video that we did i hadn't yeah. had a single directorial thing oh wow yeah and like after this i have a feature and a short Hell yeah dude that we're doing uh at the very least like if these are the only things i'm ever gonna make oh yeah i'm so happy to be a part of it right that's the best attitude to have man just being humble about what you're doing and even if it's the last thing you did it's like Hell yeah, I made that, you know, and that's pretty cool. So exactly, we made a damn movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, uh, however it turns out, it's like there's a lot of people who just can't do it or won't do it or they don't know how to do it or it's too hard or whatever it is. So it's like the fact that you can make one, you know, is and you put the time and energy into making one that you know speaks volumes. So and especially in Knoxville, where the only things that pop up are just murder porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> I've got my thoughts on some of that stuff, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's true. I mean, we've got a great indie film scene. I just feel like it's not quite as utilized as it should be, and I think there's a lot of old bones that like old structures that yeah, they don't want anything to change. And uh, but hey, things are starting to shake up a little bit. Yes, and I'm not. You know, I know we're not the only ones who are thinking this stuff. You know, there's a lot of people out in the area that I feel like are aware of what we're talking about and wanting to change. And I th- and I feel like there there is a shift kind of coming. You know, so yeah. you got people like us and some other indie filmmakers that are just doing their thing in the way they want to do it and getting a lot getting a lot of support behind it. So hell yeah, let's make Knoxville the next Atlanta. Yeah, I think uh, I think it definitely can be on the map. And I know it, Knoxville is known for being a good indie film scene, but I definitely I just think it needs to be a little bit more uh accessible and inclusive yeah for sure so i do have one little story before we head out though like this was my first like exposure to like something other than murder porn in knoxville Mm -hmm. so i was getting out of a uh some sort of choir thing that my friend paul was doing he uh 
was at the premiere of The Shape and He Comes to Kill. He was a small gay guy. But (laughs) that's the only way you can describe it. He's fine with it. Uh, But yeah, I was getting out of one of his dress rehearsals for something, and then I was... This was downtown at like 10 p.m., like on Gay Street, and there was absolutely nobody around. Hmm. And all of a sudden, I just hear like 15 cop cars passing by in a fire truck. So I'm like, okay, what in the Walking Dead is this shit? Um, (laughs) Is this the apocalypse or something? If so, this is the dumbest way to get exposed to that. But no, they were shooting just some action movie downtown. And they just blocked off this giant section of street and didn't realize there was just this giant church dress rehearsal going on. (laughs) And apparently I was the only one to wander onto set, but no, they escorted me off oh, wow. as soon as I got out there. But that was my first exposure to like anything other than just uh, like true crime stuff in yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while there there is some bigger production shooting things around here, which is always cool to see. But uh, yeah, no, there's uh, definitely... With all these uh, murder reenactment shows and stuff like that, that's where people, I, I know, I feel like a lot of people, actors especially, are like, I feel like they have to do that to to be an actor or something, and it's like... At, at that point, you're just building up your IMDb. Yeah. Like, it's not luxurious. Yeah. It, I mean, because anybody, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but anybody can do yeah, these little, these oh, reenactment blurry shows. boyfriend in the back of the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you like it, dude, I, I mean, I have all the respect for you. It's just, it's just interesting, but like. Because, uh, you know, most of these actors, they want an actual world to dig into. Well, and that's, yeah, exactly. And, um, and I know me and Jordan, we've talked about this. I know he wants to get on the podcast and talk <laughs> crazy about it too with it. Um, but this is, I mean, a lot of times when I've reached out when I when someone who is interested in something I'm putting out is casting call, and their whole experience is nothing but like the reenactments, yeah, or whatever. A lot of times they don't want to commit to what I'm doing because I'm offering like this really detailed, you know, in depth kind of role, and they're like, ah, that's a little too much, or I'm not used to that, or, or they have curse words in that, you know, <laughs> like it's, that was a true story. Um, but uh, seriously, it's like, come, you you want to be an actor? Come on. You know, let's try to act. <laughs> so, uh, like, like, yeah, like uh, going back to the shape. Like, I was completely out of my element for that, and that's what one of the best parts of it was. Like, yeah, it forced me to confront that for sure. Shit. Like, yeah, and uh, I mean, even Jordan, he says that Mark's character pushed him to a completely different level, and I think, I think people, and, and even him, I think he's impressed by what he did and even people who were watching it now are like holy hell he's an act like that's a great acting like that's a great scene you know that intensity in there and i think it really pushed him to help him with you know future roles hopefully so and like even though the audio in the bar scene was messed up like you can tell exactly what he was thinking oh yeah yeah i got that vibe too or i've heard that from people too like immediately when they see him in the in the bar kind of like there's some tense moment the shot of him like with his foot tapping and anxiety mm-hmm. once the things was on the tv like you're like oh shit yeah <laughs> this guy's dark and that my favorite part in the bar scene is right before we cut cut to the um the through the window you know that long take which you helped me out with that one too um is you know britney walks away and he kind of has like this slight smile cuz you know it's that awkward charm yeah. and the music everything cuts down complete silence and then it goes to a tense 
sound effect and his he goes stone cold and his chain every his, his entire demeanor changes and he takes that step forward and I'm like oh dude like you know shit's about to go down yeah and like I've known Jordan for four or five years at this point but like when he was in character as Mark I was scared to talk to him yeah he was a little ten he was intense man um he kind of had a no I'm gonna say an attitude with me at a couple times when we were filming the barn and filming um. Uh, the bar it was but it was kind of it was that deep into character yeah and he even told me that yeah he he even said that um he he had to get himself in a really dark mind you know mindset and he didn't want anyone to really talk to him when he was in that so i get that and uh i mean i commend him for i mean that's a that that's really some dedication you know you can't you can't i mean that that's that's some skill that's dedication and you know to put yourself in that place and even kind of you know, put carry that off. You know, while you're not shooting, just to stay in that mentality. Yeah. It's a lot of work. You know, so yeah, major props to him. And like that one shot that I got of him just outside the trailer, like it. It's hard to like quantify what was going through his mind at that point, but just that one picture I got of him just sitting outside the trailer, it just like completely isolated. And yeah, just alone in his thoughts, like. Yeah, he even said something about that. He shared that photo and was like, you know, yeah, he he had a nice long thing about that. You know how how much it took him to a place that you know he wasn't comfortable with and everything. And and like he warned me before he started going into the scene, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's honest. At least he knows what he, you know what he's trying to do. And I mean, it, it really shows. And I'm I'm really really proud of him and and everything. And I can't wait to have him on the podcast or kind of kind of dive into that even more oh you know that's gonna be a long episode yeah i'm I'm expecting (laughs) it to be you know so it's a matter of scheduling with me and him we talked about it this weekend uh see if i can get him in or not but one day here soon jordan i know you're gonna be listening to this so i'll get you i'll get you in brother i promise uh but yeah man well lucas it was uh it was awesome talking with you on here and thanks for sharing uh your insights and everything and guys check out like i said (laughs) i tried doing this earlier but the shape on youtube uh syp podcast is on spotify and apple you can watch lucas on he comes to kill also don't watch the uncharted movie it sucks yeah uh, yeah i listened to your episode i was like you know what i did wasn't never wasn't really excited for this movie but now i'm not even i'm <laughs> i don't want to watch it even more so. instead watch tick tick boom a much better oh, movie dude. on the same platform actually when you guys were talking about that um, I know the next episode we'll be talking a lot more about it, but I was like, I need to rewatch that again. It's so good. It's so good. My favorite movie that came out last year, Dude, man. Andrew like, Garfield's the man. He's he absolutely brilliant. It's just brilliant actor, and that. But and and Rent is actually one of my. It, it, I think it is my favorite musical. So it's like it makes me really happy to know like he played you know that character and and, and everything. Like Jordan's reaction to it surprised the absolute hell out of oh, me. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give anything away, like, substantially, but it's the highest rated movie that we've given. Nice. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, SYP Podcast, they do, um, they draw a movie out of the hat every every episode, and they have to watch it, and they talk about the next episode. That's a good concept, yeah. It's like, good I'd, stuff. I didn't know some something was going to be Creep this quickly. Yeah, Creep was great, dude. I need to rewatch that one also. But... Like, especially coming from a genre that Jordan hates. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like. But if it's good enough for him to look past that and give it the highest score yet, mm-hmm. 
watch this movie. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But either way, I think we keep extending this thing. On that's good. It's all good, man. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's here for. We're right, we're right at the hour mark. We're all good. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next time. Absolutely. Absolutely.